What's going on guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Reign of Five Sportscast. I'm your host, Corey Willis. We have a lot of stuff to talk about this week, including a showdown in Austin with LSU coming to town to take on the Texas Longhorns. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a game in the Pac-12 that was stunning. We'll talk about USC taking on Stanford, and I'll go over a couple of other games that happened in college football this past Saturday. All this and more, you are listening to the Reign of Five Sportscast. guys welcome back to the show great to be back with you guys after another week of college football Um, hope you guys had a great weekend like i did i got to see not only college football but got to see some nfl they're back in action got to see some great games dak prescott um, it's magical i'd say um we also had some not so magical teams as well those Cleveland Browns didn't get that chance to make a statement versus the Tennessee Titans. But it's just week one. Have a long way to go before playoffs begin. But um, great to be back with you guys on the show. Um, as always, if you're wondering where you can listen to the podcast, you can listen to the podcast on any podcast app or platform there he is so stitcher apple podcast um, google play everywhere that you get podcast you can subscribe listen to the show um, and also you can send reviews as well we love feedback from you guys and that is something that we will highly encourage going forward as we try to grow this show um, but yeah yeah go ahead and Listen to the podcast any way that you are able to listen to it and send us feedback. So last week was a big week in college football. Um, I had some games that that I really wanted to analyze. And just kind of see what these teams were all about. LSU versus Texas did not disappoint me. Not one bit. That was a great game from beginning to end. It almost looked like LSU was going to run away with it. But the Longhorns found a way to respond. Even through all of the scratching and clawing that Sam Ellinger and company tried to (laughs) get in the red zone, um, they still managed a way to try to make this game close. And 
that's what they did and I think they did as best as they could even through the mistakes so LSU defeated the Texas Longhorns 45 to 38 out in Austin last Saturday for LSU Joe Burrow was <laughs> I mean I, I can't even begin to to think about how great Joe Burrow was he was 31 for 39 <laughs> he only missed out on eight catches. Just just amazing. But 31 for 39, 471 yards, four touchdowns, and he did throw a pick um, also. So on the flip side of things, Sam Ellinger, he was really good as well. He was 31 for 47 401 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, a lot of people thought coming out of that game that Sam Ellinger made a believer out of them, that he went out there and actually played with some of the best defensive players that's out there in college football. Um, Clavon Chasing, he said after that game that he was pretty much stunned by how the way Sam Ellinger played against his defense that he proved them wrong and <laughs> if you watched that game and you saw how Sam Ellinger played quarterback in that game you would have thought that he's a quarterback in the SEC <laughs> you would have thought Texas Texas's offense um, plays SEC teams every week and that was just one of those things that I took from that game and I pretty much said that, man, Sam Ellinger is a baller, even through the loss. He can play football, and he showed that last Saturday. Didn't get the win, but he did show that. Now on to the next game that I had from last week. I had Texas A&M and Clemson. Of course, that was one of the big games of last week outside of LSU, Texas. Um, Clemson Ended up running away with this game um, a little bit late. I'd probably say in the second quarter, of course. Um, 24 to 10, all Clemson. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he was 24 for 35, 268 yards, and a touchdown in that game. Kellen Munn, he was 24 for 42, 236 yards, a touchdown, and an interception um, one of those games where Clemson started off slow but they picked it up as the game progressed um, going down a little bit more in the stat sheet um, Lynn J Dixon for Clemson he had 11 carries 79 yards and a touchdown um, Joshua Corbin for A&M he had 13 carries 34 yards no touchdown um, Texas A&M pretty much struggled as the game kept progressing, pretty much what I'm trying to say. Um, Justin Ross, uh, he had seven receptions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they just pretty much controlled the game. Um, none of A&M's players really had an answer for Clemson as the game kept progressing. And this is pretty much one of those things that we're going to see for the rest of the year. Um, with Clemson, but pretty much 24-10, all Clemson, Dabo and his squad will 
keep it rolling and we'll see what they do next week they have a game against Syracuse they have to go to Syracuse by the way um, it'll be 4:30 Pacific time on ABC we'll go off into the big 10 conference and talk about one of the games from last week that was a shocker well not so much of a shocker um, Michigan the Wolverines taking on the Army Black Knights Michigan won this game 24 to 21 but they had to win it in overtime Army took these guys to the limit I have to give my hats off to Army for pretty much doing this back-to-back they did this um, going up against Oklahoma last year and this year against Michigan one of these days Army's going to get one of their big wins maybe they need to play an SEC team <laughs> and stun them um, I'd say if they had to play Tennessee they probably would win but um, but yeah 24 to 21 Shea Patterson he pretty much had a rough game for the most part. He was 19 for 29, um, 207 yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. Um, Kevin Hopkins Jr. for Army. Of course, a triple option team. It was two for four, 43 yards, and he threw an interception. But this game ultimately went down to who could outlast for 60 minutes and that's pretty much what we saw in Michigan escaped at the big house with the W and we'll have to see what they do going forward this week they'll have a game against the Wisconsin Badgers um, 9 a.m. kickoff Pacific time on Fox um, they have to travel to Wisconsin so we'll see what the Wolverines do in that game that's not going to be an easy one either so Shea Patterson Jim Hartball they're gonna to have to tighten up those chin straps and play football coming this week so I want to shift gears and talk about one negative from last week now probably the it's not even a probably the lowest point of week two in the college football season was seeing the Tennessee Volunteers lose another game. Yes, folks. If you saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. Tennessee Volunteers lost 29-26 to at home versus BYU. It was a game that they needed to win in order to try and savage their season some kind of way after that bad loss to Georgia State and what we saw from that game was the same thing that we saw versus Georgia State I'm not really sure what's going on with Tennessee um it's it's weird. It, it's weird just because they brought Jeremy Pruitt in, someone who's been known as a great recruiter. Um, he coaches defense well. 
Um, they brought him in to be the head coach of this program and try to turn this once storied program back to where it once was. And they look like they're having a tough time trying to get back to where they need to be. A lot of people say this team, well, this Tennessee in general, um, in, in terms of football, they're one of the top premier schools in all of college football. And you mean to tell me that you can't beat Georgia State and BYU in consecutive weeks? I'm not really sure what's going on with with that team or with that school. Um, just not just not really sure what, of what's going on, but things need to change sooner rather than later for the volunteers just because when you're trying to keep up with the Bamas of the world, LSUs, and even the lower tier schools like in the SEC, when you're trying to like keep up with a Kentucky, <laughs> South Carolina, um, the Mississippi states of the, of the world, you have to deliver. You have to show these teams that, hey, we're out here trying to get some of the best talent as well because we are Tennessee. We have that storied program, that brand that shows who we are in the sport of college football. But we'll just have to see what happens going forward. But yeah, it's it's a tough it it's it's a tough one if you're a Tennessee fan for sure. Now in week one we had the big Auburn Oregon game. Um kind of talk about their games, um just kind of seeing what they improved on from that first game. We'll talk about Auburn first. They took on Tulane at home. They won that game 24-6. to Bo Nix, he was 19 for 37, 207 yards with one touchdown through the air. Um, Jatavius Whitlow, he had... Jatarvius Whitlow, he had 23 carries, 96 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Hastings, he had five receptions, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Um, it was just one of those games where it was kind of weird watching it. And, of course, going back and seeing, like, great offenses. Um, from both Texas and LSU, and then watching Auburn's offense play Tulane, it just looked like they had a slow start. And it's just one of those things where I guess it's only the second game of the season. They'll get better. Um, they'll get a lot more in tune with who they are as an offense. And I have no doubts that Gus Malzahn 
will try to make it a little bit less um, painless <laughs> in terms of getting down the field for Bo Nix. But yeah, 24-6 at home, Auburn took that game. Now on the opposite end, the Oregon Ducks, they took on the Nevada Wolfpack last week and they bounced back in a big way. Justin Herbert, he was 19 for 26, 310 yards, five touchdowns. Um, they beat the Wolfpack 77 to six. That was a big statement win after losing that heartbreaker to Auburn. Um, they needed something to kind of build the confidence and <laughs> beating the team 77 to six is, is a good start. I'd say, but um, yeah, um, Oregon Ducks, don't don't count them out yet. Don't count Justin Herbert and his squad out yet. They still have a lot of work to do. I'd say they're still a pretty good football team. Um, but yeah, bouncing back in a big way, like they did last week, is something that I think Mario Cristobal and his crew will definitely look at as a positive going forward and this is something that they have to do if they want to reach the playoffs again now before i get out of it here i have to talk about the final game from the week that pretty much stunned me and probably the rest of the country um it was a pac-12 matchup usc was playing at home they took on then number 23 Stanford USC won this game 45 to 20 um their backup quarterback Caden Slovis he took over for the now injured JT Daniels he's out for the season um he actually won this game for the Trojans he was 28 for 33 377 yards with three touchdowns um he had a really good showing last Saturday to help them beat Stanford. That was a game that I don't think a lot of people were. Um, they probably didn't know that it was on just because it's Pac-12 after dark. And those guys, those guys play so late in the evening that pretty much you, you're always thinking that all of the good games are over. But they won that game. And that, that was a pretty big shocker to me and they won by a significant margin they won by 25 points on Stanford that's usually teams don't really do that um at least I haven't seen for the last couple of years but hey um the Trojans won this game um, hopefully they can build upon this of course they've already looked like they're trying to start with a clean slate and do some things differently down there at SC. Um, they let go of Lynn Swan, their athletic director. So we'll see what USC does going forward. But 45 to 20, all Trojans in that game. So um, that's it, guys. I'm glad to have another um, show with you guys to talk about everything that happened last week um, we have another great week coming up as well i'm going to do uh, another show for you guys um, to kind of lead you in on 
what's going to happen this week. Not many games too much. I guess you can say the Alabama-South Carolina game is something to look at, but um, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I'd like to thank you guys for being back here with me, as always. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on my Twitter page. It's at listen to ksw It is L-I-S-T-E-N-T-O-K-S-W, all one handle. I also like to thank Ben Sound for the music High Octane. Now, if you want to listen to more of Ben Sound's music, you can log on to his website. It is www.bensound.com. But like I said, everyone, I'll be back later on in the week to give you a little preview of some of the games that's going to be coming up. We'll try to pick out some of the ones that may be a little interesting. Um, for fans out there but yeah um, yeah I'll be back later on in the week probably Thursday um, you'll get that podcast but until next time I'm Corey Willis and you were listening to the Rain 05 Sportscast catch you guys later